0: You know, yeah. Hey, so how are you doing? How's it going? Yeah. What have you been working on? I was just kind of going into some of the stuff that I've released over the last two weeks. You know, the two short films. I don't know if you've seen them. Um, you know, I've been trying to promote them as much as possible and get additional eyes on them. Just because, you know, one of them is my first kind of fictional short film. And then the other is a new rendition of the documentary, which has been... Uh, As I was explaining right before you came in, you know, it's a challenge. The original cut of that film was 47 minutes long. So getting it down to what what is now a four-minute cut was a lot of work (laughs) to kind of scrape out what, you know, in a lot of cases you feel is important to say but still maintain the spirit of what was occurring in the original doc
1: I saw the two minute, um, how I remember you. Okay. Is that what you're referring to?
0: Well, that one's, uh, that one's actually a, uh, a short story that I wrote a couple of years back and I entered into this contest. So, um, I was looking around at material that I could use for it and decided that that one would translate, uh, the best and the the quickest. I originally, you know, I thought I only had, you know, a short month to turn it out and then they extended the deadline. But as it turns out, they also kind of took, um, a recommendation and allowed us to turn in two. So that one is, you know, brand new. It's only, it was only words before. And and when I say short story, I mean, extremely short, maybe a hundred words, maybe 150 and to be able to turn it into a two minute film was pretty cool. Um, you know, kind of scripted and did a shot sheet for it, but the other one and it's above it. So if you're on mobile, you'll see it in the, um, the bird's nest up there. It's basically, uh, you know, a documentary film that I used AI to create short clips of photographs, some of which are mine. Some are Charles Arnold and then some are, um, you know, public domain imagery from a variety of sources.
1: Okay. I need to check that one out. Um, how I remember you was cool. It, it was, um, it was different from anything I've seen. It's almost, almost like a, like a blood memory sort of feeling just watching it. It, it, Obviously it's AI, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I I, I read something one time that really stood out to me about how both AI generated images and also dreams, both of them um, sort of fail to render for lack of a better term, digits like fingers oh, yeah. uh, accurately as well as like digital readings like like a digital clock um and so when i see some ai imagery you know i see six fingers or four fingers or whatever and to watch an ai movie it, it sort of felt like a dream um you know like, like almost like you've been there before and then the music was really nice and um thank you sort of sort of just like a phantasmagora of. Uh, you know, you, you see the, the couple for just a, like a little bit of time and um, it's just pure emotion. is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, there's no there are no spoken lines in it. It just has a soundtrack and then the soundscape, which, you know, that was always the intention with that. When I wrote the story, there were no lines, you know, but translating that material into visuals, um, you know, I kind of went through – a number of iterations and, and I kind of bounced it back and forth with AI as well. Like n- none of the, um, n- none of what it, it's hard to say, like none of it that it spit out was used or whatever, but it, it kind of wasn't. Cause I was just basically like tossing in what was this, what was originally my short story. It kicked out very rough shot sheets, most of which were very similar to what I had put in and, you know, yeah, it struggles. Um, when you're doing the generative stuff, there are some of those base images that I used Photoshop with. And then, um, I used what's called Pika, which is a video generative uh, platform, a video generation platform. And what I wanted to do with that is I did not want it to, uh, I didn't want to like make it too perfect because I feel like it's kind of the state of the art at this time. Um, It most notably in that segment where he's playing the piano, the hands are, you know, grotesque in a lot of ways. Um, I could have Photoshopped in proper hands, but I wanted to show what it could do at that point in time. It's just not with that version of the software intelligent enough to do um you know perfect hands and like throughout 2023 is particularly the first half that was like a constant topic um in the like generative ai art community and a lot of people would, would go and Photoshop the hands to clean them up and make them more perfect. But to me, you know, we're going to get generative AI that does perfect hands. And it's in, in the second half of the year, it definitely improved a lot. Um, they just released a new model, their 1.0 version. And I have not run any of those generations and those prompts and those base images through it yet. Um, but that particular segment might be interesting just to, Get a comparison of how it does versus what it did in you know October, November when I was pushing those prompts.
1: It's interesting. It's a brave new world out here. This this AI stuff is still confusing to me. I'm uh, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of, I'm a millennial, but I'm relatively luddite as uh, far as millennials go. I think I have a kind of a distrust in technology. I don't. I try not to use like apple wallet or like face uh, uh like face recognition stuff mm. um just i don't know i out of like a sense of principle or i don't know what i guess like i'm afraid of the leviathan but uh the ai stuff i mean a lot of powerful stuff you can do with ai so yeah i'm interested to uh look at this next film of yours
0: yeah so you know to me i'm not a visual artist and you know what i see gonzalez is in here if you're interested in coming up Uh, You're more than welcome. This is a very open forum. So I'll I'll just send you an invite. And if you would like to join us on stage, you can do so. Um, The thing that's valuable for me, and I kind of explored a lot of this uh, early last year, like from February into March, um, just seeing like how I could create imagery to dial into messaging and creative work that I was doing at that point in time. So I had uh, I had actually done some very rough like pen and pencil outline drawing material uh, starting just over a year ago and then was pushing it through uh, Stable Diffusion to see how it would potentially color in those images or um, kind of fill in the spaces between a lot of that stuff. And it did a really great job. Honestly. Um, I didn't feel, and that was the first one that I, it's a short story that I put with that like audiobook compilation that I put out in April last year, but I didn't feel like the current software and tools were going to enable me with my low skill level to bring that film to life yet. Uh, maybe this year I do continue to work on it, Passively, but I'm kind of focused on some other stuff. But uh, you can do a lot with, if you have any skill with drawing or visual arts, you can do so much with the uh, generative, like image uh, software and things like that. Stable Diffusion, I have, I don't know, two programs on my computer that run stable. And I have, I guess, three or four different versions of that model on my computer as well. And it just basically allows you to explore stuff and, and turn the work into all kinds of different formats for me, you know, with articles that I write, it it allows me to add visuals to the stuff and to be able to turn them into videos that are a little more dynamic, which I think gets the messaging across as well Uh, to the other folks that have just joined in. You are more than welcome to come up on stage and hang out. This is a very open conversation. Uh, I'll pass you an invite if you would like. Um, and then, you know, obviously we're recording today, uh, for podcast release in the future. You can promote any of your work or, uh, you know, workshop ideas or ask questions of the folks that are hanging out more than welcome to. Um, so as I went through you know, all those different tools and was exploring, um, you know, how to use it because obviously, you know, it's very new for most folks, including myself. It, it occurred to me that I could do a lot of stuff with these things that I had not been able to do in the past, which is to say that, um, you know, create, uh, images that go along with either fictional work or create images that kind of dial into particular components of articles and stuff like that. And that's been super valuable. I used it very heavily on an article for Bitcoin magazine last summer. Um, and that video is really long. It took a lot of work to produce that video. I think it's like over nine minutes. So there's just a ton of generative work in there. And then again, pushing it through Pika, you know, they, were very, um, cool with me and have been, you know, since last year to give me the non-watermarked version of their software so that basically, uh, you know, you can just kind of be immersed in that imagery and, um, don't necessarily see any branding or anything like that on there. And, and, you know, obviously like whenever I do stuff and put it out, I always tag them and, uh, you know, make note that that was the software that I used, but there's other stuff that I want to explore too. So stable diffusion has released uh, a video, a piece of video software to kind of bring the images to life. I'm I'm exploring some of that. I run all this stuff locally, you know, on my own machine. So uh, sometimes it works out well. Sometimes it doesn't. You're just kind of at the mercy of the black box in a lot of ways. What have you been working on?
1: I, uh, I, I'm a little, I'm deep into my passage, uh, prize, um, submission. Now I wasn't sure if I was going to do it. And then I just had, I actually had a dream that, that came to me that was like right on the theme. And it was a weird dream. Awesome. It was like, it was like long and vivid. And I, it's like, not like my normal kind of dreams are like, I'm late for a, a exam in, uh, it, it like i'm lost in, in a university or it's like i'm at a meeting at work and it's like you know there's stupid bullshit and then sometimes you get these dreams that come out of nowhere and it's like what the fuck um <laughs> i wrote it down kind of fit the theme and i'm like I'm, i i i've been um i am just about wrapped up uh doing a read through of of my big novel that i've I've spoken with you in the past about yeah um just like reading it out loud and like going through and like kind of one final pass of editing before I can print off some copies for family and friends to, to sort of beta read. But, um, I just, I I started writing a little bit more for this passage thing and then that, that took over, um, all my focus and energy has been on that last week or so. So excited. I think it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. It's wild to explore where ideas come from and i think dreams are you know a good source of that oftentimes I'm not sure people use it as heavily as maybe they could uh you know for me that kind of subconscious space is always indicating something to us right
1: hundred percent. I am a big supporter of Carl Jung and every, almost everything that he did. I don't think that he got everything a hundred percent right, but, um, right, right. But, uh, um, I actually, I've had a waking dream or I guess like a vision of, of the future, you know, kind of just, um, I, 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 your ideas run around like when you're actually awake and, and like I said I put some of those thoughts to paper but then this dream it kind of like fit like a puzzle piece right on the other side of, of my waking dream and so I just I'm put it together and we'll see how it turns out but yeah um, Yeah, the the creative process. I mean, me, most of what I do is like plagiarism almost, like not (laughs) plagiarism, but like, (laughs) you know, like like Led Zeppelin, for example, um, a lot of people have pointed to a few of their early songs and said, well, hey, this is almost exactly the same song as like, you know, there's like a black blues guitar player in Mississippi who did this song and like Led Zeppelin did it completely different. Kind of, kind of stole a couple of the themes, though maybe a couple of the lyrics, but completely remade it and, and, and made it their own. And um, that—that's kind of how my inspiration and ide- ideation works a lot of times too. So you know, like um, the novel I'm writing, Nakedly, I'll tell anybody it's pretty much just about it's—it's it's, it's pretty much a ripoff of The Lion King, just like put in a different setting. And I—I'll you know, have shame in saying that, but then
0: yeah, but you know what, Lion <laughs> King is just a ripoff of Hamlet
1: it's all the monomyth really (laughs) like the, you know, the hero's journey and yeah, there's different ways to do it, but yeah, you're, you're right. Um, and then sometimes inspiration just flashes from the deep and it's like, it's, it's, you know, they say Einstein discovered the theory of relativity and the, the word discover literally means it's like sitting there and you take the cover off of it. It's like a dinosaur bone that's sitting there waiting to be found and you just happen to, take the dust off of it. It's like these ideas are out there and then they're just like suddenly made available to somebody. And it's, it's like, it comes from somewhere else. It's like, it doesn't come from you. And I think dreams are kind of like that. You know, um, Keith Richards of Rolling Stones said he'd always keep a notepad by his bed because he'd wake up and have ideas for songs. Like there'd just be chord progressions. And this happens to me. I've played guitar for 20 years where I've, I've written, like, two songs based on, like, melodies I've heard in my dreams. But Keith Richards wrote a lot. He said just trying to pull inspiration from wherever it comes. And like I said, sometimes it's just lightning from the deep. And Nietzsche writes about this. Nietzsche writes about this, too, actually. It's, you know, he, 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 uh, he says kind of the same things. And it's like, you know, sometimes you're just overwhelmed by divine feelings you know, I never had a choice. Sometimes, when when he writes some of the things he writes or does some of the things he does, he says, "I never had a choice. It was just inspiration. It it came and, and it overpowered me."
0: Yeah, you have to try and, to and um, capture that when you're feeling the spark.
1: To have a um, an antenna that is in tune to these things, you know, that's um, it's kind of like an inborn talent. It's also something that you can kind of develop. And um, yeah, you know, the the creative people. Um, they, they just pull from a few different wells and, and they know how to stitch it together. So,
0: very cool. Hey, Julianne, what are you doing? Good to see you again.
2: Hey. So, first, because you're talking about, I think, AI art. So, I just posted in the nest because mm-hmm. I was trying to um, maybe redo my banner and I was like generating AI art images and I realized how addictive it could be because, even you know, like I put in the tweet that. Kind of be like a slot machine, where you like pull the lever, and you're wondering you're gonna get something better next. So,
0: 100 percent. And then
2: I, so I was beta testing my blog. I beta launched my blog, and I'm just gonna maybe wait a little bit till I promote it more. I I do have like the link up and all, but I want to see how it looks like on the iPad too. I also joined. The cohort, I don't know if you heard of Art of Purpose and is like creation, uh, um, published profit cohort it's supposed to help you, like, learn about X and grow. So we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, very cool. Always, uh, appreciate you coming in, hanging out, and talking shop a little bit. I'm glad to hear your blog is getting some traction in terms of development, uh, even if it's not launched yet.
2: I would say, it, I mean, this launch is like out there. It's like live and I have links to it. I'm just like not like really going out of my way to like promote it right now.
0: Well, that's all right. It'll be there. What are you writing about on there?
2: Well, I did some starter posts about side hustles. this um, something Web3 is another thing. So I did post something about the metaverse, like maybe different indicators to look like what's the best. Metaverse to use if you're like an entrepreneur, or creative, and I think the I web three side hustles. I just did like a placeholder post for like the spiritual thing. Um, I think there was like one other. T- oh, I did also like did e course review on some sort of marketing research course by Joshua Lysak, too. Mm-hmm. So I had some. I mean, the, the way I did it, it probably put like a lot of friction to start because I wanted to like have a lot of stuff out there before launching. I wonder if I, if I ever do like the the more woman centered blog or something else. Maybe I wouldn't maybe just be this crazy and try to have everything a certain way beforehand and just get started, but you never know. Maybe there'd be advantages and disadvantages with both ways.
0: Very cool. I think a couple of months ago when you came on, you were talking about some fiction writing you were doing or maybe a book or something like that. How's that coming?
2: Yeah, right now I'm just waiting for my mom to finish reading the rough draft. So I think she's about halfway done. So that's interesting. We'll Mm -hmm. see what happens.
0: Yeah. You'll have to keep us posted with that. Um, How are you intending to release it?
2: I mean, I've gone back and forth between self-publish or traditional. And this one person does something ghost publishing that's supposed to be the best of both worlds. So,
0: Wait, did you say ghost publishing? Yes. What does that mean in this case?
2: He, he says it's like the best. I mean, Joshua Lysak does it, but...
0: Right. He, oh, he, so it, you mean ghost writing?
2: No, no, it's ghost publishing. I mean, he does, he does ghost writing, too, but... But he does ghost publishing. It's supposed to be like the best of both worlds is that maybe you still get into the like the, maybe like the Barnes and Nobles and things like that, but you have more control and keep more money. It's like the best of both worlds of self publishing and traditional publishing. But I don't know if anyone can just like get that from him. I don't know if, if he wants, if he, if only if he like. Um, actually ghost writes your article I don't, or your book or not. I I wonder if I had him like edit my stuff. I wonder if that would qualify,
0: but. I'm not a hundred percent clear on what the phrase means, to be honest with you.
2: He, he might've invented it. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, but, I definitely uh,
0: know ghost writing though.
2: And I guess, oh, like more like technical, what that means than publishing, but I mean, not exactly sure about that, but it, I guess he was saying that it's like, get this the best of both worlds of both which that sounds nice but
0: yeah i don't uh yeah i guess so like in both worlds when you say that you mean like traditional publishing through a publisher and self-publishing through um you know your own channels
2: yeah
0: interesting yeah i'm not sure um I guess I'll have to look that up because I've, you know, again, I know who Josh Lysak is, but I am mm-hmm. not familiar with that phrase. So it's new to me. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, so what else would you guys like to talk about? Kick ideas around or what, uh, when is the passage prize thing oh. due?
1: End of January. I was just going to ask if you were planning to submit anything.
0: Um, I'm not cause I don't, Uh, I'm a very slow writer, so, um, you know, like I said, it took me six months to work on the short story that I finished up at the end of last year. I have turned it over to double dealer for a a look. Maybe they'll run it. If they don't, I will self publish it on Amazon with the other material. And, um, I've done a preliminary test reading of it basically, um, Hey, Tuan, what's up? Um, I've done that, just that preliminary reading of it, um, just to kind of, (laughs) there's a lot of really difficult words in it, uh, in other languages. So letting them kind of, uh, go into the microphone and then to hear how I'm messing them up. Um, not only because probably my conjugation is wrong, but also the Mm. fact that, um, You know, they're, they're foreign words in languages that I'm not familiar with. Mm. I'm going to do the best I can with it, but, um, I will do a final read of that, um, probably this month and get that ready and in shape. And I've started generating some of the images and things like that, that'll go along with it for promotion and everything else.
1: Let's go. Let's go. Hey, good stuff. Um, I was just going to say, uh, I, I had, I was actually not even planning to, to do the passage, but, um, when, when inspiration strikes, the words can pour out pretty quickly. And I, I take a lot more time editing and rewriting and like, you know, the, the, the flow of the words just, just right. But, um, when they, when they start flowing, they flow, you know, they just kind of pour out of me. So, I. um, it's like a seven thousand word max. Oh wow! Like halfway there. Yes.
2: Yeah. Nice. Feels like magic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's crazy. Like. I, yeah. Sometimes it's just. I, I'll. I'll go back and I'll reread what I wrote and I was like, I. I just don't know where it came from. It's like. I don't know what I was thinking. It just kind of like came out. I'm, I'm proud of myself. Like, oh, okay, good job.
2: <laughs> it was yeah. set. If you get a hit of that inspiration, then you, you don't write the idea. that you think you're going to remember it and you don't. <laughs> it's gone. Poof
1: i i take a lot of notes like you know my notepad on my iphone or whatever mm-hmm. it's like full and i've got like all the google docs for everything because my memory sucks but i i try to write things down and the worst is when you're trying to fall asleep at night and you're and your thoughts are racing and you're you, i just i just try to write stuff down and like get it out of my head <laughs> Nietzsche writes about this too he, he says you know why do you write or somebody somebody asks him why do you write and he says um um, because I have so many words, I have so many thoughts in my head, uh, that I have to get out and, and the person's like, oh, hold on, actually, wait a minute. It's much better. I've got it written down in my Google docs right here and it's right <laughs> on hand. But why then do you write? Answer. Well, my friend, to be quite frank, yeah. so far I have not discovered any way, other way of getting rid of my thoughts. And why do you want to get rid of them? Answer. Why do I want to? Do I want to? I must enough enough and that's pretty much my approach with you know helps me you, you just just got to write shit down and you know hope hope that you don't lose anything
0: 100% yeah i i did a strong uh bit of kind of preliminary work for the story i'm working on now which is the one i wanted to write uh, initially before i did the piece i sent to double dealer but i wasn't prepared and i started doing research and thinking about stuff so I, I really heavily outline the story and that has been, uh, a godsend in terms of writing, because like I said, I'm not a fast writer, but I've, I intend for that to be, you know, 6,000 words, but, uh, I'm, I'm at like 1500 right now. And I just started, uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> so I know that sounds terrible, but it's the, you know, that's pretty fast for me for fiction. Tuan, what's up, man? Uh, you came up. First, so if you have stuff you want to talk about or promote, you know, let us know. What have you been writing in terms of your artwork? Tuan is a painter, so I guess the writing aspect is kind of adjacent to that. But people always want to see inside the mind of an artist, so I imagine you have to kind of uh, um, explain that stuff, right?
3: definitely um i've definitely been writing more more of the like explanations to my pieces and stuff but uh david bro david's been helping me like a hella like hella like mad just mad help on a like just creative writing sense of like his whole concept for the uh just automatic writing or just like writing whatever comes to your mind sorry it's a lot of noise in the background
0: but yeah
3: but yeah, he's been helping me a whole lot. Like uh, his, I did one of his uh, his meditations over over the Zoom a couple days ago. That was cool. Uh, but ever since like the hackathon and like David's meditations, yo, the shit's been helping a whole lot. Actually,
0: David is a very good uh, channel for idea propagation. I feel like
3: not like. Real talk, like, I, I think that he's 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 the type of person that, like, like I would go to to talk to somebody about, I would go to talk to David before I talk to somebody about my ideas. I say that. Not this is, not to, to talk about the idea, but to say, like, hey, I'm getting ready to talk about something I love. I'm going to talk to David first and then go talk about the thing I love, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dope.
0: how's it going welcome welcome to the hangout we do this every two weeks i haven't seen you before um, but you know if you're working on something or you want to promote uh, one of your releases or anything that you have you know you're more than welcome to talk hey michael how's it going yeah, uh
4: honestly I, I i mean i saw the space i saw the space of Julian this here i've been following her for a while and it said i saw that it said writing publishing authorship and i said Hey, let's let's check it out. And uh, so I was just listening for a bit, um, just to kind of get a feel for you know what the space is all about, and and whatnot. Um, you know, I I think for like, first of all, I, I'd like to say that you know I think it's great that you're hosting spaces like this because we don't have enough writing spaces. I do one once a week. There's another one called the Writer's Blog. That's once a week, and there's like one more that uh, that's like all about like you know the 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 process of writing and like why you write and like the therapy effect, the therapeutic effect behind it. That's, that's about it. Like there aren't enough spaces about, about like fiction and writing and all, and all that stuff. Um, so, so I'm very glad that you're, that you're doing this here. Um, what am what do I work on? What am I working on? I like to think my, think of myself as a more of a writer. Like, uh, I, I, focus more on stories But I do know how to draw. Like I I am also an artist. I I do also draw, so I consider myself uh, a writer who draws more than an artist who writes. You know, what what were you saying?
0: Oh no, I was just saying that's nice uh, because you know, for me, I'm not a visual artist (laughs) in any serious capacity.
4: Well, it does take. Yeah, like it's it's hard. It's hard to learn. It takes a long time to. And and I was very lucky in the sense that I caught the bug a couple like about a year and a half before the. Before the, like the drawing bug, before the pandemic broke out. So I, like I was practicing, 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 practicing like crazy. And then when the pandemic did break out, um, I, I put together a couple of things that, you know, like experience and, and things that I wanted to do. And I started, uh, teaching a little drawing a workshop for kids online because I had experience working with kids. They had experience teaching online, so I just like put all those things together and started doing it for free. So then, so like when that what I then had was an excuse to draw every single day. Like I had like I literally had to sit down and draw something. At at first it was like three or four times a day, and then it, and it started you know slowing down a bit. But so so I've had I've had that fortune to to be able to practice crazy like like crazy right. So I've gotten really uh good for for the amount of time that I've been doing it. And like there there are like I guess two things that I could say I'm working on. Uh right now there's a book that I wrote with a friend of mine a few years ago. We're trying to get it finished editing it and uh it's it's got a lot of comic panels, but it's way too long for me to take on. I'm way too much of a beginner, and, and it's way too big for me to take on by myself. So what we're trying to do is we're, what we're going to do is knock on some doors. We're, we're going to try to get that published the traditional route. We're going like, to just be like go to like random house. Whoever whoever opens the door when we knock, we'll we'll pitch it to them, and um, and see how that goes. We're trying to get finish uh, finish editing it uh, like in the these past few months, but it's a very slow process. Very cool. Uh, one thing that thanks. Uh, one thing that I'm working on, like, more presently right now is a, th- a thing that I just started. I, like, I finally got the courage to uh, start a drawing project of my own all by myself, and uh, and I'm doing it actually right now. Like, I've started writing a, a little webcomic about a, a, a little cat character who is starting his own webcomic. <laughs> Not at all about me <laughs> at all, you know. <laughs> and, uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. And, uh, and that's the one, like if you go to my profile, like I literally just teased uh, a little snap, uh, screenshot of it like yesterday. So uh, I'm working on it as we speak and it's a lot of fun. That's what I'm, uh, I've been up to.
0: Yeah. Very cool. So this space that I've been doing every two weeks for the last, I don't know, a uh, couple of months, I guess. Usually John's in here co-hosting with me, but he is in a meeting for work right now. He just messaged me back. So he's not going to be able to make it. Maybe he will in a little bit, hopefully. Um, It kind of was birthed out of a clubhouse group that I hung out on a couple of years back, which was about publishing and they were basically helping new and young authors to uh, work through the process of getting themselves published on Amazon. And then they would do these promotional events on clubhouse and Instagram and um, you know, various other outlets to drive traffic to the new release. Uh, this is, you know, different than that. Obviously, this is more shop talk than promotional in a release sense, uh, in a kind of like release party sense. But it was always something that was kind of on my mind. I used to do these big group chats uh, on a Sunday afternoon for a few years, uh, once a month, and broadcast that through Twitter and, and YouTube and stuff. But those were more technical, and uh, I'm just paying more attention to the publishing uh, and and writing space over the last couple of years as I've continued to release books and and write. You know, more consistently. The other thing I wanted to ask you is: Have you dealt with a literary agent? And do you have any previous experience with traditional publishing?
4: No, this would be literally our first experience trying to get something published. Uh, uh, like, like I said, I'm, I'm not an author yet, not a published author yet, but, um, we did take the book to, um, to a small editor. To a small editor uh, who looked over for us and, you know, to see, like, what, what we needed to do with it, what needed to be changed, you know, mm-hmm. things to correct. And, uh, and we were extremely surprised and happy to, to find that they, they brought it back and said, it's fine. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can, I mean, it's, 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 the story flows. They said, the characters are good. Um, uh, you know, there's not any spelling uh, errors or anything like that, but most, most importantly, like the story, right. And, and we, we look, kind of looked at each other because there were, there were two of them who looked at this and uh, they're professionals in their field. And we we were kind of taking it back a little bit. We like, when, like when, when the, when the meeting was over, we kind of looked at each other, almost like high five. It was like, we we're, were like, so it's good, <laughs> so, you know. It's like it's like pretty much good to, to start kind of pitching and, and, and shopping around. We're really really happy about that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And, um, Editors can definitely serve yeah. as an intermediary to literary agents. Um, basically, that that process is a lot of work. It can take years in some cases to get the right lit agent and for them to find the right um, you know publisher. Obviously, I would say. The sooner you start, the better. Um, There are websites that are available for you to uh, look around to send pitches to lit agents. Um, You know, you have to put together a, a nice package for them. But if you, if you just go on and there's a particular term that they use, if you look up literary agent, you will find this term. It's not off the top of my head. I can't remember right now. Um, it's not called pitch. It's query. That's what it is. It's called query. When you query a literary agent, um, that is kind of the process that you go through to get that conversation started so that, um, you can basically, uh, have them as a go between and, and and allow them to do some of that work for you in developing a relationship with a publisher. And oftentimes they have relationships with publishers. Um, you know, they will take on projects that they think they can find a home for. So I would say take a look into that. I'm not traditionally
4: published. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I was literally just reposting the space. And when you, when you're on the screen to type the message, uh, there are no, like the controls go away and I didn't want to cancel. And so, sorry about that. So, uh, yeah, that, that's really cool. I've, um, what, what was the thing you, the term you said that I should look up, uh, literally literary agencies, you said,
0: well, no. you look for the term literary agent and you can, and okay. I would say, um, you know, there's a website for querying specifically, um, you know, collections of lit agents, and oftentimes they specialize you know what i mean so like if it's a an illustrated children's book they're going to be um you know they're going to be more uh more proper they're going to be properly um oriented to that community both in terms of their skill set but also their relationships uh you know for me i'm not traditionally published uh, I would like to be with some of the stuff that I'm working on um, or even if I go back and kind of re um, rework the material that I have. So like the Exploring Our National Park series, that one I think could be put into a collection and released through a traditional publisher. I think the Chicago 1893 book, if I kind of beefed it out a little bit more and made it either more personal or less personal, it could probably be – um, you know, traditionally published, it's, it's kind of in between. It's a little, it's kind of, you know, photojournalistic in that way and it, it doesn't necessarily have like a personal narrative. And it's also uh, perhaps not um, academically focused enough for that community. There's a lot of publications on the Colombian exposition. So for me to push something out within that space, it probably needs to do something new as opposed to kind of what it does, which is, catalog, you know, my experience, um, you know, getting exposure to that event topically, um, you know, it could, it could be readdressed through the lens of what the project has done over the last Five years in becoming, you know, a, a documentary and having the soundtrack, and having a uh, a premiere in Chicago at a legit theater, and then developing a line of merchandise and a you know a slew of other things. To the other folks hanging out, if you guys are interested in coming up and talking uh, about what you're working on or promoting any of your work that you have currently, you know, you are welcome to do that. Uh, this is a very open forum, so I would say, you know, come and hang out if you're interested. So, Michael,
4: what do you like to uh, focus on more? Like, since we're just uh, we're just meeting, uh, I heard you talking about some uh, short films that you've made. Um, what what do mm. you do mostly like, in, in terms of writing uh, fiction and stuff like that?
0: So, I am just getting into fiction. Uh, I release an audiobook exclusive last year that had one very short story of my own. It was and when I say very short I do mean that it was like twelve hundred words. Um which is part of the reason why I did it as an audiobook exclusive so that I could pair it uh kind of include it with a number of other short story readings that I did. uh, Edgar Allan Poe, HP Lovecraft and Frank Belknap long. So what I did with my story and those stories is I did a straight read of them with a couple of character voices when, uh, you know, applicable. And then also did an audio play production for each of the readings too. So there's like sound effects and music and things like that, um, that are in there and I can, I can dig that up actually. I'll, I'll put it into the jumbotron. So, um, You know, folks can check it out if they're interested. Um, we'll probably be doing more with that in the future, but as it is right now, I'm working on getting my first, you know, legit fictional short story done. And then, uh, looking at some, some other things, um, in fiction, both in terms of the, uh, the film channel and the the writing channel. So in above, if you look above, uh, in the pin tweets, I've got the, the first two all the way to the right are two short films that I just released for um, a contest, actually, that kind of wrapped up at the end of last year. Uh, one is a very short cut of the Chicago documentary, and, it is, and the other is a, a two-minute film that's fictional, and both of them use Stable Diffusion to generate the base imagery and then Pika to put motion into the imagery um, and then, you know, one, I did the voiceover and then the other one is, is more strictly just, um, soundtrack, which I played, you know, the music for, uh, composed and played the music for, and then, it, you know, is soundscaping. So basically, you know, folly and, uh, you know, sound effects and stuff like that to make it immersive so that it actually has some kind of emotional pull as opposed to just a visual experience with some music. Uh, yeah, so that's, I would like to do more of that and, um, you know, we'll see how it goes.
4: <laughs> that's awesome. I just, book, I just booked there, excuse me. I just bookmarked them all. Cause I know that the space, I, I guess you're recording it, uh, uh, locally, but I know yeah. the space isn't recorded. So I, I just bookmarked them so that I can check them out, uh, a little bit later on. Yeah, uh, definitely. Interested in those. very cool. Awesome, man. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So yeah, that's I'm. I'm very happy for you to be working on the illustrated stuff. I wish that I had more skill in that side. If I spent more time with it, I, you know, maybe in a good number of years would, would be. But
4: let me tell you something about that. How old are you today? Uh, old enough to
0: not tell my age. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, because I've wanted to do something like this. I've been wishing I could draw since I was what, like eight years old nine years old. I actually used to read Calvin like Calvin and Hobbes was my favorite book growing up, my, my favorite comic strip growing up. And I actually got to the point where I wanted to do like a little what I now know is called fan fiction. I wanted to do like my own little book, my own little comic strips. But because quote, I couldn't draw, I like I, I decided to try to trace parts like, like characters in in certain uh, positions, in certain poses from other panels from Sorry. the other books to try to like piece together my own. But I mean, yeah, I guess it was a little ingenious, but, uh, but the point is like, I, I, it never occurred to me to just kind of, you know, try to draw them and then get it wrong a, a bunch of times and then get better. Yeah. And then end up knowing how to draw it because this, the knowing how to draw thing like people, for some reason, the this We had this idea that it's a uh, talent and not a skill. Personally, I don't believe pretty almost, I don't believe in talent, and uh, and I like I just never did it, and I went through most of my young and adult life simply not knowing how to draw. I, I and I, I talked a bit, a bit before about how I got bit by the bug. One day I decided that I wanted to learn because I because I've been learning a lot of things over the years from YouTube, like tutorials and like, how to edit this, how to do that in Photoshop or whatever, a lot of stuff, different stuff. So one day I said, you know, it'd be really cool to learn how to draw. And I thought, like, well, where, where would I study something like that? Like, Where would I even look? And then it hit me. like, I, I sat know nowhere like, well, duh. I, was, I mean, there's got to be – I'm sure there must be tutorials on YouTube, right? There's got to be tutorials about this. Absolutely. I mean, I've learned a bunch of other stuff. And lo and behold, there were <laughs> thousands of tutorials on YouTube. And I just went – I just dove right in. I went deep. Now, I was 38 years old when I did that. And today I can say that I know how to draw. I'm 44. And like it didn't take that long it didn't although to i mean um, although admittedly i did like also mentioned i did go through a period where i just drew multiple times a day right mm-hmm. but that's what it takes and if you have that you know that that extra time like maybe like set aside an hour a day and take some classes and get some courses you can do it and like in like 5 years you can you can start calling yourself an artist
0: yeah congrats is, that's uh I would say that's kind of in the the same trajectory that I had with music when I was a kid. I spent oh. you know, like 15 years very seriously on music playing and um, recording and teaching. I taught lessons for a, a really long time as well. Uh, while I do know that practice will develop skill, there is also uh, a talent aspect to things. Some people just take to, uh, a particular outlet very rapidly, um, either through passion or capability. Um, you know, there are some people who are just oriented that way, you know, that, uh, they're able to grip a guitar, you know, really well, or maybe their brain is wired to be able to, um, see an image and, and replicate it, um, with their hands or through whatever medium, you know? So I I think that it's a little bit of both, but definitely, you know, if you practice at something, if you, if you really spend the time investing in the skill, then, you know, you're going to go farther than somebody who just has an innate talent and doesn't, um, you know, a little bit of both.
4: Absolutely agree. And not, not just that, like it's, it's just getting over that mental block that mental hurdle that that somehow drawing is a superpower you're either born with or not that's like no like and i never would have said that out loud to someone but now that i've learned or that i am learning something you never stop learning it but now that i can say i can draw like i i re- looking back i realized that is exactly what i used to think that was exactly because I I always looked at you know I wanted to do my little comics and I never thought to just learn how to do it or try it out just try it and uh, and when when uh, like in my twenties I had a friend I still have a friend <laughs> this friend uh, but I I met this friend who could draw really well he had, he showed me these these comic panels that he was making and, I, and like the only thing that I could think of was I wish I could draw like that it never occurred to me to start learning how to draw even then and, and until I finally started so. Well, I guess from that we can also learn it's to never too late. But uh, but uh, you know we need to get out of our heads that it's a it's a magic superpower. It's a skill like any other. Anyway, that's my rant. let get the my rant on on and the singles are writing because that you just you said also that you just got into fiction writing. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing too. It's just a matter of learning a little bit of the theory and 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 practicing a lot and getting feedback it's just like any the drawing or any other skill.
0: Yeah, I did a lot of reading on short story composition and creation um looking at like modeling and outlining pretty heavily last year before I started to actually do that work for those pieces. Um because You know, there are arcs, there are traditional arcs and and narrative flows that kind of work that way. And I think it's it's valuable if you do a little bit of studying uh, in advance so that you can rapidly deploy your thoughts into the shape of something that people will understand or connect with in that way. But hey, if there are other folks that are hanging out and want to talk, uh, you know, let me know rapidly. Otherwise I've been here for an hour and we'll probably call it pretty soon here. So raise your hand if you'd like. Otherwise, uh, do you have any, any, uh, additional thoughts, Gonzalo? Oh, wait, hold, um, on. hold on just a second.
5: <laughs>
0: we've got, we've got a hand raised. Hey, what's up, man? How's it been?
5: Good. How's it going, man?
0: Yeah, good. Just hanging out. What have you been up to?
5: Just uh, making, making, making art. Um, I've dove into the uh, Solana world.
0: Pretty cool. And um,
5: been, uh, there's a lot of, you know, zero code um, tools that they have.
0: Coding um, is writing, so too.
5: Yeah, coding is writing. Um, a lot of solutions that, you know, could help in building a project and, and different art projects. I'm working on a project right now, um, uh, called Leonardo's walls. And it's, it goes on, the artwork is based on like the theory that Leonardo da Vinci had around, um, staring at walls to come up with and imagine battle scenes and beautiful things within the staring at the wall. So he, he advises that artists do that to practice, to draw, to learn how to draw. Um, so when I heard you guys talking about learning how to draw, I'm like, man, I should take a drawing class. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just here kind of creating, listening. Um hadn't seen you in a while, Michael. Uh, we hadn't spoke, so thought I'd come up and say what's
0: up. Yeah, for sure. You working on any writing?
5: Yeah, constantly. I'm writing a lot. I'm writing a lot of um, copy for some of this artwork. Um, the first one is called kind of Ephemeral Union. Um, that's the piece. And then I did all the write up for that. So I've been writing like how to describe the work. Um, so I've been doing a lot of, a lot of writing in that sense.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's a very important aspect of visual art is to utilize a little bit of editorial to convey what you mean without necessarily totally giving it away. I could be. Wrong. Exactly.
5: No, I think you're right. I think you're I think you're right. Um, cuz one of them one of the pieces is called Mystery Unveiled and in the write-up I wrote like I'm looking at it right now. Um I wrote the androgynous face born from the wall intrigues and embodies nature's essence through Leonardo's method. You know, just that simple sentence like that, you know, and you and you're looking at the piece. So it helps to like uh To get the words out. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, uh, you know, hey, we've been here for an hour. We will be back uh, in two weeks. So January 24th, I believe, uh, I've got a guest, a featured guest, who will be joining us that week, and she'll be talking about some of her material. I don't want to give it all away, let her do the work when she's here, but obviously, you know in advance of that, I'll be, uh, putting up a post on Twitter here and kind of, uh, sharing and promoting what we'll be doing. Then, uh, she released a book at the tail end of last year. And it turns out, you know, I only met her last year, uh, but it turns out she's actually got a bunch of like short fiction and other books out on Amazon as well. So, you know, I'll be prompting her to put those in there and, um, you know, everybody is welcome to come back and jump on stage and, and chat with her about her process and her work and uh, looking forward to it. So yeah. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out and we will talk again
1: before too long.